0: You are listening to the Truth Talk podcast with Kathy Krampana Hello and welcome to all you guys on this cold Tennessee morning. I am in Tennessee today. I don't know why I always find it necessary to tell the listener where I'm at, but really? i to always tell them. Um, and welcome to Truth Talk. Um, you know, we have... This has been kind of a journey of weird um, direction where I don't know why I'm doing this. I just know I think I'm supposed to do it. So welcome to everybody. And I want to tell you, I want to preface everything with I have a great friend of mine in studio. And I'm actually in her studio today because it, she has a real studio. <laughs> it's legit. Yeah, I, do. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, it is a legit real <laughs> studio, which is not what we normally gather around the kitchen table. But I want to welcome you, Shanda.
1: I am honored to be here. To have the queen, Kathy (laughs) Hanna, in our studio is amazing. Well, we
0: are, we are, I want to, I want to kind of build our story, if you will let me do Mm -hmm. that. Absolutely. So then people can, as we start to intersect with the happenings of the last 15, 16, 18 weeks, people will get... The impact that that has had on right, so, yeah. many so many and people, and I be being and just, on you, yeah, and just I'm just one little bitty person in the big impacted mm-hmm. village. But I was thinking about this, and Steve was bringing me over here today, and about the fr- very first time that you and I spoke, mm-hmm. um, I feel that when we first moved to Hendersonville, nearly twenty years ago. That I would bump into you guys in restaurants because all we do is eat.
1: Specifically, I remember, I think my very first memory of you for real. Well, number one, I remember seeing you on the stage with Crab Family at like a big arena. I have a specific memory of that for some reason. But then I ran into you with Aaron Wilburn. Aaron stopped and talked to you in DeMo's parking lot. There we go. It's yeah, always That's a the first time yeah, <laughs> that I really remember like talking personally to right. you. Yes. So, and we years would, ago. We yeah. would
0: bump into... And me being a child, or not a child, but a young adult of the TBN era mm-hmm. of huge, when TBN was Everything. what Christians, there was no yeah. YouTube, there was exactly. no Facebook, there was no that's anything. Right. Yeah. So you flipped it to channel 15. I think that was the channel where I lived. Gotcha. And that's where my kids grabbed Gaither videos, and that's oh, where they watched yeah. Praise mm-hmm. the Lord. And, you know, that was sort of their musical gateway
1: yeah.
0: to the influences that would influence them as so of it course, was
1: most of the church world at that it, time it yeah. was
0: and so your family is the trip family uh, Laverne Edith and of course you married Rob and you've got children that no are trips off. and yes. y'all are going on with your legacy but back to back to how we met so I did not know no Laverne and Edith I knew of them I had met them I saw them at Occasionally in restaurants, restaurants, yeah. Because we all do.
1: That's the only thing everybody believes in. We all believe in eating now. (laughs) I think
0: we're all lazy cooks. Yeah. I, I remember watching Edith's cooking show years ago and specifically the one where she lost her teeth.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Like that was legendary where I lived. I
1: was trying to remember what it was, but like Dick Clark had a show that was like before the Funniest Home videos or maybe it yeah. was the first Funniest Home videos uh-huh. and that video was Made on it. it. Y- yeah and it was a big deal. Rob, Rob always said that took the family to a whole another <laughs> yeah. level and they didn't even send the video in, someone else had. Right. But anyways.
0: So it was yeah, so I was I knew Laverne and Edith and I knew Rob and Terry and of course consequently I knew you I knew who you were so that's it we'd never had we didn't really go to church no, together we no, never had a no meal together it was just a hey love you guys mm-hmm. love your ministry exchange in a restaurant in Hendersonville right. circa 2003 right, right. <laughs> or something right, like right exactly so life moves on I settled here in 03 and my life kind of went to hell in a handbasket mm-hmm. about oh five yeah uh, nasty divorce the reality that my life was going to have to take some real dips some yeah. changes mm-hmm. and my heart was in such a struggle with knowing how to properly love and respect ministries yeah I I knew my kids were good because I knew them, and I knew if they weren't good, I was going to slap the soup out of them. And that I had a barometer on them, but I had experienced some real hurt so i had this guard up toward everybody else could barely go to church
1: i call that the backside of the church the yes backside ma'am. of the gospel whatever you want to call kind it kind of the but underbelly yeah uh huh yeah
0: and i was there i mm-hmm. was there i had the t-shirt the hat right, right. i was i was i was
1: proud that i was bitter didn't mind telling somebody didn't i yeah. tell anybody cuz you had um every reason to be so <laughs> every, well i really did <laughs> you and took i your and i was yeah.
0: i had i had taken the high road and kind of just went and hid in the closet. You know, when I could tell my story, mm-hmm. but I would prefer to protect my children. Yeah. I could run and and and, and grab a microphone and, and right and kind of blurt out my truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I would prefer yeah. to keep the drama of course off the stage. Right. Because my children had Bible ministries and at this point we knew, I knew they would be going in different directions and it would there would there would be one that'd probably be going into maybe pastoral work at some point and there would be all these things and it was like the Lord just said hold your tongue mm-hmm. okay now I didn't hold it privately <laughs> I would sit at a dinner table and just pour my heart out and squall like a baby right, so yeah. anyway so about along about and I don't know the year but I have to believe the year was about oh eight or oh nine. 9 Probably so, yeah. or maybe even ten. Now
1: I do know that Rob went to your house. When did you for buy your the the bus company? Yes. Uh, I mean, after the bus wreck. Yes, he went. So there was that interaction, and then um, I don't know. I mean, I think it was nine years ago. So whatever the math is on that, that would be more like eleven or twelve, uh, right? No, oh, that would be more like uh 14. 14. oh, it's for, it was twenty fourteen. That's when it 14. was. It was fourteen. So,
0: yeah. So. That 13-ish. that many years ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yes, Rob came when the when the kids had the bus yep. wreck, and he mm-hmm. came and, and and did ministry really to them. Yeah. I mean, just kind of gave brought love and yeah. and and offers and things to try to undergird them. And a lot of people came in and out of our yeah. home during that time, yeah. and he was one of them. And he really impacted me the way his spirit was always so perfect, just so perfect. If I had to give a just an equation for Rob Trippett it would be the perfect spirit.
1: Well, that's very kind. That's very. He did have but a it's true. sweetness that just kind of filled the room mm-hmm. when he came in. It, absolutely. even though I'm like he wasn't always that sweet.
0: Well, of course <laughs> he not. had
1: this presence of sweetness. He did. He absolutely did. And, never and he was, but I don't want to sound like he wasn't sweet. He, he he was a real man. He was a manly man, but yet he had such a sweetness. Well, you know him. what? And
0: and and we'll get on to that. But I want to insert right there that. He was clearly a guy that had been there, done that. Mm-hmm.
1: Very Couldn't much care so. less. That's right. Very secure.
0: And could could live in the moment of the struggle without prefacing it with how important he was or where he'd been and what he had done Mm -hmm. and how his life had been impacted or he could, he could get in your moment with Mm -hmm. you without it being about him. And and so many people, you're so right. So many people can't do that.
1: They can't do that. Mm -hmm. You're right. So, Mm -hmm.
0: uh, so we had walked through, you know, uh, the, the, Demo's parking lot meetings and the yeah. gr- Black Eyed Pea right. meetings, <laughs> yeah. and the restaurant bump-ins. Right. All these years, and mm-hmm. then a couple of them, like you say, Rob coming to the house when yeah, the kids had bus But I wasn't there.
1: Just, just, just this yeah. and that.
0: But on this particular day, mm-hmm. I was selling real estate after I kind of retired the kids from my employee right. and said, "Y'all got, y'all have a year to go do your thing. Twelve months from today, you will not get another paycheck." Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, have fun with yeah. that, and of course they did wow. have fun with that. But I, I set out to retire, and then three weeks in, I'm like, "What am I doing? <laughs> I, uh, I'm not going to yeah. be good at this." I'm, right. I, need, I was only like fifty something years old, like I don't, I'm not dead yet. Mm-hmm. I, so mm-hmm. the recession yeah. was knocking That's on the right. door, and it wasn't yeah. here yet, but it was. All the experts were predicting. Mm-hmm. And Steve said just get a real estate license. You don't have to do anything except be available to go and lock a house for me. So I said sure. So that's 3 uh-huh. weeks of my life I went to real estate school, boom, done. Well, it, the the recession hit loud and proud and in the course of 90 days our lives changed with our real estate investments. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. So I had the Lord had provided this opportunity for me to have I access these mm-hmm. these this that's another whole podcast mm-hmm. another day. Yeah, but yeah. I had this plethora of inventory mm-hmm. that was owner-financed inventory. Yep. Yep. And mm-hmm. you could get a vision. And people have asked me over and over to do a podcast about investments yeah, and about you things should. like that. You should. So this is a right. tiny tidbit yeah. of that. Uh-huh. But I get this call one day from this girl that's mm-hmm. just like, hey, this yeah. is Shannon's trip. And she wanted to know about an owner-financed house because she knew about the rental business. Mm -hmm. She knew she could buy houses. It was actually
1: for a family member that it was like a desperate situation. They need a house. And the truth is I had prayed and fasted for three days over that situation. I don't know if you know that, Bart. It makes me cry because I was sitting down to help them because it was all like a family crisis. That really wasn't my crisis. So I sat down and I called every realtor, and you were the only one who answered the phone. (laughs) (laughs) And look at God. Uh Uh-huh, yeah.
0: I used to say all these realtors would go do, um, you know, ad campaigns. They'd think mm-hmm. of a slogan and <laughs> yes. this and that. And I always just said to people, hey, I answer my phone.
1: Yeah, you answer your phone. That that's so <laughs> funny. But it is the <laughs> truth. You cannot get a realtor on the phone. That's, that's it's hilarious. Truth. And that day, it's no I probably better now. Called probably called 15 of them, and you're the only one. So, so, yeah. so we met like that.
0: Mm-hmm. We did not meet in a in, a, in an altar not or in a all. church no, setting yeah. or at a crab family concert yeah. or at, at your church right. or any mm-hmm. of that. Nothing like we that. We met with a real estate call, and I right. said, "Hey, let's go look at this house, girl." Mm-hmm. You yep. met me there.
1: Yep, and Rod, and, I think, and we
0: wrote a contract. I believe oh, that day. Yeah,
1: it was a quick deal because so, it was like an emergency situation in, yeah. in our family, extended family. But yeah, mm-hmm. got it
0: done. Yeah. They moved in the house. Yeah, it, it was ended all up good. Working mm-hmm. out. You ended up buying another house or two, maybe from the same right. guy, and you yeah. rented those out and it yep. worked out for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I said to my husband, this girl listens. She listens. She doesn't set over I mean, most people are so jaded. That they don't, they're, everything you say, they, they will literally look at it frontwards, backwards, sideways, upside down. And mm. they're looking for a flaw in your advice. And most of the time, people don't really want your advice, right? True. Jane? They don't want your advice. They, they so, pretend right. they want your advice. Right. So you They took, want your attention,
1: but not your advice. Not your yeah. advice. Right. So
0: you took the advice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Didn't care too much about the attention. Just like, okay. So as the years progressed, mm-hmm. you ended up. Being a really good, and I you may not want me to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway,
1: a really good investor well, with you and Steve's help, yeah, and I believe I was blessed generationally. That's a whole nother story. But, um, the Lord had blessed us for real estate, I believe, but y'all were definitely when i say the boaz it does, y'all didn't give us property cuz that's what people would think but y'all were definitely the boaz to give us yeah it makes me cry well, give us favor and direct us and steve is so brilliant and so just what a blessing to have the plethora of y'all's real estate knowledge to help us
0: and i always felt like that it was my job
1: it's, I mean, so it's a bizarre. it's a
0: weird thing and as i sit here yeah. today and really Glance back over the last, have, d- you know, ten years or whatever. Where it's would been.
1: I be today if it weren't for all of that? And now I'm like, that's why all of that was so supernatural. It was it so was great, supernatural. wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And I see that God was just. We you could know, talk
0: for t- three right. hours about yeah. God being in your real estate. I know
1: to take care of me and the kids, basically. Right. Yeah, and I had so, having no idea. No idea. No of idea why
0: we were, yeah. th- and the Lord was preparing. Mm-hmm. The way, yeah. The way he was preparing a fish, he was preparing whatever, yeah. Whatever analogy we want Mm -hmm. to put to it today, but, and I've thought about that a lot lately too. But so, so here we are. We're these kind of friends. Mm -hmm. We're kind of businessy, but prayer requests, texting. I have a, I have a trauma in my family. Text buddies. Mm-hmm. We, before Aaron and Amanda moved home, we went to your church for mm-hmm. a hot minute. When they came home, mm-hmm. of course, we had to switch over and support our children. And that's understood. And it's not like they we don't build, you know, we don't build it. Our, our relationship has not been built on the, the, the outside. It's been built from the, the inside, looks, Correct. Yeah. all from the inside. And I always felt this motherly yeah. compassion mm-hmm. because you mirror in your, personality myself <laughs> you mirror myself you do a lot I mean bleeding heart bring you an orphan and you're going to yeah, be trying to get it, it out of the country and mm-hmm. get surgery but
1: also a business person
0: but also you realize you've got to be fruitful mm-hmm. and you've got to have a good stewardship so so I'm I had this thing where I felt protective of you and in, in life Which I'm so thankful for life it. moved and we moved yes. in our own circles right. and didn't eat lunch every day it's not oh, like that
1: no.
0: but I always love so you so you, you called me one day maybe a f- three four months into our relationship, and said I want you to come and look at this contract for yeah, at the a studio. church.
1: Oh right right for right. the church. And there's that yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And so I end up in the office with Rob, mm-hmm. and I did I don't know that I'd been around Rob more than just a minute or two, you know never probably in a setting by ourselves.
1: yeah it was more not.
0: just hey how you yeah. doing you know Rob's been funny Steve's yeah. trying to be funny right and, you know it's just the com- yeah. comedic yeah. comedic side of both and we get in this office out at your old studio mm-hmm. uh, building and he looks at me kind of like and goes God you know God's not through with you right I mean, this is great. The real mm-hmm. estate thing's great. Yeah,
1: you were I, cooking. I mean, you were I, like number one. That's what's funny. If you're going to go open houses for Steve, because you weren't you like number one for three years and no one's elseman or something like that. <laughs> you walk in. It was, you walk in the office. There is it. Was actually one? Whatever. seven years. Seven. Okay. And here's all these plaques with Kathy's name on it. Yeah.
0: And I sold real estate for seven weeks, wow. seven years to the week.
1: Wow. That's and the Lord amazing. said, "Go write this wow. book." And Isn't I never went. I never
0: went back to my office. I just turned it over. But. But he says to me, This real estate's great and all. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. I'm I'm yeah. I'm not downing or degrading that Mm-mm. thing you're doing. But it's 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 kind of the hallway. You're in a hallway. That's not where you're landing. And I just started kind of I it's broke me. And I said, you know what, I, trust? I mean, it's a smart mouth. Of course, the smart mouth sarcasm always floats to yeah, the top. And uh-huh. when you're kind of pressed, mm-hmm. it's like when somebody falls and you laugh. Well, I had yeah. just fallen. So I could come back with sarcasm or tears. Mm-hmm. So I picked sarcasm defense, first. Defensive
1: mechanism. Right. Yeah.
0: And I said, you know, I don't trust Pentecostal preachers. And he goes, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I do either. Right,
1: (laughs) he didn't either. Right, uh huh. And he
0: just said to me, "I know, I feel you're broken. You still got a broken place in Mm -hmm. there. I want to see you whole." Right, and that. So now we're going to start talking about the story. Mm -hmm. So my my story of turnaround was so that was Mm fourteen, and I went on November. The sixth or eighth or tenth of two thousand and fourteen to the mountain to write a book, right, right. That's and I all. never went back to real mm-hmm. estate. I've st- I I stepped my toe back over in the ministry creek, of some weird sort. Yeah, not nor no, I'm not pastor mm-hmm. in a church, but right. but I got back in the people business, right. the Jesus slash people business, <laughs> and Rob was very instrumental in that. So forever, he was. A cousin slash son slash brother slash something. I don't know. We're not the same. I'm all much older, but yet I felt just a kinship.
1: Well, I think that day he seen himself in you, and that's why he recognized it. And Rob uh, could have written about 20 tell-all books on the things that he knew and experienced in the church world On with everyone he had been with so he had experienced that backside of the ministry so to speak as well he and, and that was it and yeah, he, said that's that it. Mm, he said that to me he said that to me yeah. He
0: said, so you're feeling exactly mm-hmm. the feelings and you want to scream it out right. you want to go get on top of your house and, and it's
1: hard to separate God's people from God because yeah. people confess oh that we're preaching we're singing we're writing hit christian songs but they don't actually serve god for a season or whatever or walk in deceitfulness or winner whatever it is and they hurt people so then you're it's jaded how are they anointed how are mm-hmm. they gifted in I'm, the ministry and yet can do this to you it's so that's a very hard place to be in
0: i've had the question asked to me at least 400,000 times so how do they write those hit songs right. Of course we're in nashville you know mm-hmm. and i've got my own stories about that and but there's more than just my story oh lord uh, ha- we're in nashville where we know a lot of people mm-hmm. that are great people that write songs mm-hmm. let me say that first <laughs> yes.
1: very great bad. Yeah. not everybody's right, bad thank right.
0: you jesus for that but then you know you get you stumble onto one here and there that just does not and, and not and, and that's in everything. That's that's that, true. That's, that's true. in podcast that just hosts. To be what we know, yeah. <laughs> there are podcast right. hosts that are bad people. too. Right. we so. just
1: happen to know the gospel music world? Right? But you know,
0: when something is when a song is 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 alive, mm-hmm. a song is an an alive piece of ministry right. that outlives the writer. Absolutely. And that's so when people are not maybe steeped in the ways of God, right. Maybe they're mm-hmm. new Christians or they're, you know, maybe baby Christians for 25 years. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, I just don't know how God can use.
1: Well, I know the answers to that. I don't know what you tell people. You no, know, the you, answer is you, the you, gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Right. If he gives you a gift to write, you have it no matter if you're shooting up. If mm-hmm. you are in the bed with a man and you're a man, if mm-hmm. you are whatever. Right. You still got the gift because God's it. not an Indian giver. Once he gave it, it's yours.
0: It's yours, and Mm -hmm. I say it often like this: "These blue eyes are mine." Yeah, that's
1: right. And there's not a thing
0: in the world you can do do to make them brown.
1: That's right.
0: Not a thing. I might Mm -hmm. want to make them brown. I can't, and nobody else can because God gave me blue eyes at birth. He gave those to me, and that's that's the gift. Um, Songwriting or the ability to minister the gospel, move an audience. Yes, move an audience. It's the same. It's a gift. It's like being able to paint a picture. That's
1: right. It's the same.
0: And it doesn't mean we're going to take care of the gift. It doesn't mean we're going to live at the level of respect for the cross. Oh, absolutely. With that gift. Right. But but we certainly were given the opportunity. But
1: especially once you figured out you can make money with it. Um, and then most of the time, that's, that's your only way to make money. That's yeah. all you know how to do is right. sing. That's all you know how to do is write songs. So you have to, con- no matter if you've completely fallen out of relationship with God, we know lots of those people. Yeah. And here they said that's still the only gifts they have. So right. they have to figure out a way to make 20 bucks with their gift to write and to sing.
0: And, and the good news is many of those people... Get back in the yeah, fold. Yeah, they may
1: come back. Right. We
0: pray them, right. you know. Of we course. pray and we That's love right. and we mm-hmm. <laughs> we try to That's pop right. that text to them and That's say, right. "Hey, man." This- and
1: most of those stories are probably are mo- usually a season. Maybe it's not forever. Not necessarily all of them. Not everybody comes back to the fold. But you'll hear stuff about people and be like, oh, Lord, that was, you know, they've totally come through that. Right. So that's why you got to be careful not to well, s- and, tell and stuff on everybody.
0: That's right. And mm-hmm. when you, it, I said the other day, when you open a book and you're in the chapter of hardship, <laughs> yeah. you're not at the end of the book. And yeah. there is a that's lot right. of people that There's are living in people. the bad chapters. The grace is real and all that. Yeah. But so So here we are. Steve and I. Have had this cornerstone of relationship. Listen, my circle's small.
1: Yeah, so it was ours.
0: It's oh. small, and There's I have a lot of friends, mm-hmm. but I don't have too many people in my circle because yes. first of all, I've got a, like four thousand people in my family. Right. Yes. And did. that <laughs> takes up all the texting <laughs> I can that is handle. So true. Yes. In one day, so yes. I, I don't. It's expand that out a lot. Mm-hmm. But you guys have been a very, very cornerstone mm-hmm. part of my circle, Steve's circle. And we loved you all, and
1: and I, I mean ended enough. up vacationing a little bit together. Yeah. Y'all, you so generously cooked uh, Thanksgiving dinner for yeah, us, I remember which we would that. ever dream. You know, it just not like we sat down and planned we want to be together on Thanksgiving, but it just we was, were in the same point pl- yeah, the same it town. All feel, anyways, and now I look back, just like wow, isn't that amazing? Or uh, what? New Year's of uh, twenty nineteen to twenty twenty, having no idea how y'all's life would change soon thereafter, and I look back and be like wow what a gift that we got to be together mm-hmm. at, with my in-laws, and either. Remember, we had, there was no car and Hannah goes, and we knew you were in town, and I said, Hannah goes just just text Kathy and she'll give us all a ride from the airport. And I said well they're probably in their truck, or I knew they were in their truck, and Hannah goes, oh it don't matter Kathy will just get Steve to make five trips, he'll do it.
0: <laughs> and we did, right?
1: <laughs> so funny. So funny the way Hannah knows. Hannah knew, knows. <laughs> Hannah <laughs> knew <where laughs> that was. So we did get like a van or something, and y'all came and got us too. And because it was like there was it was Laverne and Edith and my kids and Rob and I, and so and then we all met, whatever that restaurant we went to was. Salty Sue's mm-hmm. and Seuss, had dinner on New right. Year's Eve. Yeah, mm-hmm. precious
0: memories. So having here, no
1: idea how precious that. So here we fast forward. Yes. Though. Go through the, you all pastor church. Mm-hmm, the Fireplace Fellowship in Hendersonville, Tennessee. We founded it 18 years ago. Yes. Yeah.
0: So that, I mean, full, Rob, you know, had the this Daniels studio.
1: Studios. He, he's a Grammy Award winning producer. A producer. and Big course, life. He had his whole life on TBN all those years. Has been on the biggest platforms from Oral Roberts, R.W. Schambach, uh, Kenneth Copeland, you, you name it, whoever. He's done it. You all know. of it. There, is, there was why. no person they were had not uh, associated with. Right, I mean, so that's why
0: when he gets in a room, he doesn't need to tell you he who he is. He don't care who, yeah. He, mm-hmm. He's just in the room to be in the room with you. Yes. So that that's what I loved about him. Yeah. Brought him into my circle, and I'm like, he may not like me, but yeah. I like him, and he's stuck <laughs> here.
1: And he was always fun. He's always, always fun. funny.
0: So we fast forward, we get through the pandemic, mm-hmm. your church, every, Amanda and Aaron, your ch- all the local churches, you know, we just trudge through and oh, yeah. just kind of yeah. get through. And do then do. T- we think 21's going to be better. And then for my family, of course, it was not better. That's it was right. terrible. That's right. That's Absolutely terrible. terrible. Mm-hmm. And, um. A lot of texting back and forth Mm -hmm. between you and I I in the early part of 21. And you're going, I'm praying and believing God and supporting Kelly and yada, yada. And then we get into the fall. Uh, Everybody's, you know, we're all still kind of
1: going, wow, this year was not. (laughs) As good yeah, as 2021 we thought it was... was by far worse than 2020 ever was, at least for us.
0: So now, yeah. tell us what happened. So
1: in February, actually, it was just another day. It was uh, like whatever about the, the, the Saturday before Valentine's Day. Every Saturday, Rob would normally go to the church. I had uh, to be at the church as well for when you're pastors, you just live at the church. But anyways, routine was every Saturday he was at the church. So, um, I was at the church and I'm sitting at my desk and I, you know, I don't know how spiritual your group is, but I'm just going to tell you the actual story is I'm sitting at my desk at the church and I feel this horrible feeling of death sweep over me. Mm-hmm. And, I was like, oh, and I go into the sanctuary and I just start walking. It's dark in there and I'm praying and I'm praying against death over my children, over Bernita, or my husband. I don't know where it's at. If you came to my mind, I prayed for you. Whatever. just I, I couldn't hone in on where right. it was but I knew, I felt like it was coming. So I'm praying and couldn't really, I'm not going to say I got a release, not going to say, I don't know. I can't really remember. I just remember praying against it and, and then I hear uh, Rob come in. The door was open in the main, in the main lobby and I hear him call my name, and I go out there, and in the foyer of our church, um, there's like a a, a visitor booth kind of thing, so it's a little bit high, like a bar would be, and he was seated kind of back in the corner, and I couldn't see him. And he says, "Uh, will you come here? He sat back behind that bar, and I'm thinking he's going to hand me something. He wants me to come close, and I lean forward, and he was so calm. (laughs) And I lean forward, uh, kind of come around the side of it and I see mounds of blood, and he had stepped on a screw at a big box store in Hendersonville, and he felt it, but it didn't really hurt horribly, and by the time he got to the church, his shoe was full of blood, so he pulls it off, the blood goes everywhere, and I am not a nurse at all. I grab hold of the bar, and I thought I was going to pass out, and I'm like, I thought he'd like cut his foot off. There was so much blood. All you could see was just this blood, and uh, long story short, he actually called his doctor. The doctor said, Come in Monday. If it uh, if as long as it quits bleeding, if you can't quit it, get it to quit bleeding, then go to the emergency room. We prayed over it. It quits bleeding. We're like, Hallelujah, he's fine. Come Monday. It he had a band-aid on it. It didn't even do it was nothing on there. And he, he pulled the band-aid off and showed me. He said, I don't even think I'll go to the doctor. It's completely healed up. Praise God. Huh. So uh May, the beginning of May rolls around. He, number one, he's a diabetic, so he um, doesn't seem to be feeling good. I, I don't know what's going on. I could tell something wasn't right, but, of course, he's not going to admit anything. He's also right. the man's man. He's not going to, you know. Anyways, so it was, um, long story short, he ends up finding out that he had gangrene in the bottom of his foot, and it was traveling up his leg, yeah. and it could have killed him. So he has emergency surgery the last weekend of May, and they scrape out, like, completely hollowed out his foot. It's like you can live. I didn't know you could still have a foot (laughs) and not have everything in it. But praise the Lord, they get it all, right? So um, from there, he never really recovers. He keeps just going down. Looking back, he just keeps going down. He goes to the doctor every week, every Monday. Then he starts getting sick, and they're saying he's anemic. Oh, this is all from a screw. Yeah, all from this group. Um, they're saying he's anemic. They're saying all this simple stuff, and he's taking all these vit- vitamins, and then he's getting an iron infusion, and, but he's still just getting worse. And um, ending up in November, um, He his, uh, we actually have a revival going on at our church, and it was a, a Monday, and his that was November the 8th, and his dad actually took him to the hospital, uh, to the doctor, because his weekly visit because uh, I was at the church for a morning service with and we had 20 students in from Alabama that we were housing and feeding two meals a day and I had continued went forward with a revival and hosting everybody because Rob was saying I'm fine I'm going to be fine I just I'm going to get this infusion on my feet he wanted you be to do feet. It. he wanted yeah he, he wanted, wanted and you, he, to, you know and we're not going to let the devil stop us and all right. this kind of stuff so he goes into the hospital, and I, I also want to point out he was in the emergency room, and he had been to see our fam- his family doctor every week for the last three weeks. So he was completely under a doctor's care, was doing anything they said to do. And how everybody misses it, I do not know. He Then they put him into the hospital. He goes to the doctor to his routine visit on Monday morning. The doctor takes this a foot care doctor. He takes one look at him. He didn't even touch him. He said, you got to go to the emergency room. Something's not right. So Rob is so sick. He agrees to do it. He walked in there on Monday morning. That's uh, the 8th. And they put him in a room and he went into cardiac arrest. It is not a, a heart attack is when you have blockage. And cardiac arrest is when your heart just weakens and doesn't pump. He went into heart cardiac arrest. And he uh, they had to do CPR seven rounds on the seventh round, which is like 10, 12 minutes. On the seventh round, he took a gigantic breath, and he said he came back. That was the last round they were trying. He came back, where he then ended up on life support. Uh, He was eventually weaned off of life support, but we were in the hospital for 30 days, brought him home, fully believing, 1,000%, that because he had experienced many miracles. He was recovering he was coming back he was off the life support. he was off the life support um his kidneys his his all his major organs had improved because they're saying oh his kidneys are shutting down you know the first three days were unbelievable i'm fighting i'm not just fighting death i'm fighting the doctors i'm fighting the hospital that's a whole nother thing i could have a whole nother podcast about um what i believe is happening from what i seen with my own eyes with covid because i sat up there in that hospital for 30 days so um that's a whole nother thing, but it's awful what's happening in hospitals. And I tried to get him moved. I couldn't. Um, so I bring him home and on the 30th day thinking, oh, this is it. He's going to completely recover. I have a full-time nurse around the clock. Had a hospital bed in the living room, and he didn't even live 24 hours. We brought him home at 5 o'clock on Tuesday night, and he died at 2.05 on Wednesday. Unbelievable. I would have never Ever dreamed it, but it felt like um, he came home and knew everything was okay, or needed to know it was okay. And but then now, he just Shanda, left.
0: Let's, let's let these listeners know.
1: And he was fifty-seven he, years 57, old.
0: Fifty-seven, and I, I don't necessarily want to ask you your age, but I'm oh, going God. to. Oh
1: yeah, uh, I just had a birthday, but I was forty-eight. And so our you're children, a forty-eight-year-old woman. Our children were twenty, and my son was sixteen. Yes, twenty and sixteen in high school,
0: in high school, and. Mm-hmm. You have a church?
1: And I have a church, and we have a studio, and we have, uh, you know, a little bit of rental property, yeah.
0: And, you're, and you you bring your husband home. Bring him home. After Be- 30 days of declaring mm-hmm. oh, that God's going to do It's all do on this. Facebook.
1: I put it up every day. I mean, I had a new scripture. I had to do, and because I felt the encouragement of the Lord, so to speak, um, well, the spirit of faith, I will say this, the spirit of faith is not moved by what it sees, smells, you know, five. So, so I was determined. I was in the spirit of faith. I am not moved by what I see. I am only moved by faith. And I am in covenant with God like David was in covenant right. with God. That's why the giant come down. And Rob Tripp is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. We are one. And I say in Jesus' name, live. I said it a thousand times. And I believed it with all of my heart. Yes, you did. Yes. And me and my kids would uh, stand around that bed because three was the most that could be in there. But we'd stand around that bed and decree the word of the Lord. I believe God's word above everything. Yes. I I do. I take it. But the one thing you will never outpray is somebody's will. (laughs) You could have prayed for your kid's marriage till the cows come home. Right. And if one of the individuals in that marriage has a will to do his own thing, of course. there is nothing you can do about nothing. it. God will not touch your will. He won't. He, did it. he didn't for Adam and Eve. So that's why I believe my husband needed maybe to come home to make sure everything was okay. Right. And I believe he chose to go home to be with the Lord. I do. And I also believe if you knew my husband, he was truly the best at everything he did. Yes. And he could do so much. He was so talented. And I think he had the cognizance, or when he came home, he knew what he had to do to really live and recover and maybe what the chances were, even though I'm believing God to instantly, hey, he can make him whole. But I think the hill was too high for Rob to climb. He would not have been in a wheelchair. He would not have had any kind you know not be able to play drums and the
0: human side now here you are yeah married to a pastor mm-hmm. preaching you're, you're yeah. i mean you can check the corn and bring the word of god <laughs> just like anybody i mean just just i mean there's no difference to me you all had a co-ministry we did we a did. co-ministry and because
1: he was very secure and he had no problem with mm-hmm. women preachers or whatever you know but if you want me to tell just a little bit more of the story Monday night of the revival, Rob is in, it's a conference, but you know, I'm saying revival. Monday night, he's in the hospital. Your uh, kids are there, Pastor Zan and Amanda. They come up, they're actually sitting in the back row, I see them on the front the stage. I'm like, oh, y'all come over here. Pastor Candy Christmas was there. And as I'm standing on the front row, I had a weird feeling, I'm going to be honest. It was very much like, I felt like the generals had come out for me that night. Even though they've all been to the church before. They've come to that same meeting before and they've all been there before. And I never thought anything about it. Just it's nice that pastors actually fellowship with each other. You know, That's you don't right. see that whole lot. That's right. But for some reason, as I'm standing there, I'm mm-hmm. just like I don't feel good about this. Mm-hmm. I felt like they were there to give me strength, which I appreciated, but on the other hand I'm like, Why are they here? That <laughs> was just kinda like, What are they really doing here? And I get up on the stage and I say, if the devil could kill my husband, he would have already done it because Rob had already come through many times uh, some life-threatening things, and the Lord completely raised him up. So I knew the Lord was his source. Rob knows it. We knew it. I get up there and say that about 8 o'clock on Monday night, and Rob goes into cardiac arrest the next day at 4. So that was my biggest struggle. And that night, that church service, At the end of the church service, Aaron and Amanda are really the ones who prayed for me. They started the prayer, and then the evangelist of the night came over and joined in. But nobody prophesied or said anything to me, like Rob's going to live or he's Mm going to be healed, and that bothered me. But what Pastor Aaron said was, you're going to recover all. And after Mm -hmm. you come through this, you will come to a easy place you're gonna walk in a in a in a easy it's gonna get easy it's been hard for a long time but it's gonna get easy so i'm standing beside my husband's bed and i said it a thousand times there's no way i'm recovering off that you you in jesus name you are the recovery you are my so all. that's all i was standing on mm-hmm. and then i believe i believe rob chose to go on and be with the lord and i don't know if he wasn't back and forth <laughs> You know, because he absolutely died during the cardiac arrest. That absolutely happened. So I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was just the mercy of God giving us those 30 days. And I say mercy. They were horrible. They were from the pit of hell. I hated them. It's the worst experience of my life. It's trauma. So I've had a doctor tell me. um, But looking back, it was 30 days to... Process it, not have Rob home, whatever to you know, make sure the light bill's paid. To you know, that's a month. That's everything encompassing for a month. Mm-hmm. So um, the children to all be there and say what they want to say for us to believe. You know, figure out what do we believe about healing. What really what do we do, believe? What do we believe about
0: heaven? And, and that's yeah. what that's that's really what I'm sitting here processing. Everything mm-hmm. you're saying, things I know you've said yep, to me yep. before, but I said on this side of this. Mm-hmm. He passed away December the 8th Eighth is mm-hmm. what I was thinking. On a Wednesday, yeah. I can tell you where I was at, just yeah. like, you know, the moon landing and yeah. all the other things <laughs> in my life yeah. that are trauma. Uh-huh. I can tell you where I was at when Very I got the traumatic. call. I can tell you what stoplight I was at, you know. And for, will forever mm-hmm. have yep. that emblazed in my mind. mind. The oh no, yeah. oh no. The worst has happened. The oh no. Yeah. And... I sit and look at what's on your plate, Shanda. Yeah, I
1: know. How many weeks in? Ten? Yeah, about ten. Ten weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, nine weeks, which was last week. Right. Then I get more added to my plate. I don't know if right. you're going to get into all that.
0: <laughs> well, I look at the, I look at what you have on you, have You still have a church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The doors are still open. Yeah. And you're still meeting.
1: Mm-hmm. And because the people... Because I'll be honest, I had determined. I've told people... Uh, the church was going in the ground with Rob. I had fully decided that. Like, he's the one who wants started. I never wanted to pastor. My parents had pastored. I knew full well what it is, what it takes, what it costs. And there's no way, no how I can do it by myself. So, but then... just the weeks thereafter number one I'm in such a fog and there's just a feeling to bear down and not make any drastic decision but it's the people of God that are so precious and specifically our church people and it's like do I just kick them to the curb do I just say sorry (laughs) folks show's over you know and I realized in raising my 16 year old son that the church is the village that has helped us this far I just didn't realize how dependent I was on them but they really have been there through everything because we've had a church for 18 years and he was 16 well you know have parent your parents? No, my parents aren't, aren't already aren't gone to be with the Lord. Gone That's be right. With the Lord. I and have. And you're here, mm-hmm.
0: so now the we, church is my family, your yeah. family. Yeah. So you, so the trips was Laverne and Edith mm-hmm. and the two boys, Correct. Terry and uh, Rob. Rob. Mm-hmm. And so you're not a hu- you're not no. you're not a huge village like the
1: no. Crab family Correct. is. That's right. Very. different. So
0: you're a very different, smaller very different. village. Mm-hmm. So you're grieving. You're trying to figure it out. right? You're trying to do, you've got, you've got work, all kinds of work. I mean, you've yeah. done all this mission work in Haiti. Yes,
1: and I, we have three orphanages in Haiti and I have not missed one payment and the miss, well, I call it a payment, but monthly support to those five thousand a month is what we send. Yeah. And so, uh, I have that on me and what am I supposed to do? Tell the kids, sorry, we don't have any money anymore. You know, see, and this, and this is what I want work. my
0: listeners to hear. Yeah. This is the things they yeah. don't know. Yeah.
1: They don't the know. The weight of that. Uh, and Haiti is in a civil war. I mean, it is horrible. The gangs, you know, those 17 missionaries and nobody, Americans, nobody from the American government helped them. So if you're a missionary over there, you are by yourself. Gangs have taken over, and the last president is one who empowered the gangs with weapons because he got the bright idea that it would give him more power if he had the gangs on his side, so he gave him guns. Then those same gangs go into the White House in Haiti, and murder him. They assassinated him. Yeah. It was his own weapons that he had given them. Yeah. So, all that mess is going on. So, yeah, it's a lot. It's enough that I think, I'm not trying to brag, but I think most people would have completely crumbled. Grumbled. They'd be in the bed, I, they'd pull up the cover, they'd never get up again.
0: <laughs> I'm sitting here today. Take special pills, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sitting here today, and you're 10 weeks post. Correct. Death of your husband, uh-huh. and, and and I'm in your studio. Your children are here, yeah. and you all are up and active yeah. and dressed. And Correct. You're made up, miracle, and you yeah. got your face on, yeah. and your hair's fixed. It's a miracle. And it and I have to tell you, you're a miracle. Amen. You are. A mer- so, but I have to. I have a couple of questions. Okay. We're going to go on and talk about last week. Yeah. But I want to know for the listener. You know what? Most of the people that it seems that I impact, that want to follow my life, most of them are, a lot of them are, are following me in their struggle period. Correct, yeah. Because they go, if They're that, if place, that yeah. old sister's still kicking, then maybe and I hope. can kick. Yeah, I agree. And I get a lot of those people. So mm-hmm. I, wanted, I want you to speak to how you square. And I said this to you on the phone yeah. the other day. You're you're full of the word. How do yeah. you square the loss? I, so many mamas losing children. Right. I have so many and of those. that is the worst. That is the word. How do you square, try. though, the, your, how do you square your faith up? I mean, I know what yeah. I, I think, yeah. but I want, I want you to say it. When you, everything you asked God to do didn't happen.
1: Well. You've kind of said right. it. But, and that's it. But yeah. put it, put that's it in it, complete. Right there. Well, here's the thing. Number one, it has a lot to do with the word that I put in my heart before this happened. That's the thing that most people discount. Why? If you're having a good day today, I highly encourage you to listen to the Word of God Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it won't always be a great day. Mm -hmm. So I had enough sense just, you know, to have the Word of God in my heart. Number two, I have to, and I stand on this, my belief in the Word of God is not based on any experience of mine or anyone else's. It's based on the Word of God. I believe God's Word because it's God's Word, not because Grandma lived Aunt Joe, you know, was healed of cancer. Those things help, but mm-hmm. no experience. Mm-hmm. So I had to bring it down to my own, and that's where I mean I'm not ain't gonna lie. That was what I wrestled the whole time we're in the hospital, and then um, when he actually passed away, it's like, how do I ever pray for someone sick again? How do I how do I do that?
0: You know, and Shanda, I believe um, that you will. Pray for people and they will be healed. Be That's healed. Miraculously horrific things on the spot because I believe that something in me said that the day Rob died, and I have actually said that to my family. I I think she will be able to pray for the sick and they'll recover.
1: Well, I I do believe Jesus is a healer no matter what. Yep. I do believe on the Calvary's tree, according to Isaiah 53, he paid for our sin. He paid for our sickness, yes. and he also took our poverty. And that's where some people, you know, you know, want to fight you over. Know, church people shouldn't have money. Well, you need to move to Haiti right. where it's true poverty. So, number one, you understand what poverty really is. Or if you don't believe a pastor or preacher should have any money, then you need to. Uh, sell everything you got and go live in a box downtown Nashville, so you can really be holy with all the homeless people. So Jesus paid for our sin, our sickness, and our poverty. He took the curse of poverty for us. So I had to figure out that I actually do believe that. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. Well, believe I it. tell
0: my kids, you. There's a moment mm-hmm. we're gonna you have, have to a moment. A we're gonna have a moment, and unfortunately, you had a really tough one. And the worst. It, the and worst. I,
1: and uh, let me just remind everybody, throw in there. I think we had the best marriage. I mean, I, that man was so good to me. He never he never raised his voice at me or the children. Um, it isn't like there's nothing in me like, oh, glad that's over. Not at all. I mean, he was absolutely, I'm just telling you. You know, I, I've heard other women like you say things about your marriage. Not this marriage, but your previous. <laughs> and uh, I cannot identify at all. Yeah. I, not at all. Because he was such a prince of a husband from day one. So then there's that. Was raised
0: by such a good mom. He was. She taught him how to treat a woman. So
1: I just had to make a decision if I really believe God's word or not. And if I do, then I have to keep going. What choice do I have? We get
0: to a place, and I've told my kids this at many facets of life, but specifically I've told Kelly that this year in the last 14 months. Kelly? Mm Mm-hmm. You believe it or you don't. Right. There's no, That's it's what it comes black down and it's white. And mm-hmm. we don't get to pick a gray um, hue
1: somewhere in the middle. It's not based on anyone else's experience or decision. Mm-mm. And things happen that we cannot control and my husband i'll tell you the biggest struggle that i still have the big question mark in my mind is i know for a fact that god could have moved that screw i have no doubt that screw could have been moved so angel could have moved it how many times oh the lord protected me while i was driving through that traffic oh the lord right Right. so the screw is what it goes back to for me the screw in the store that the screw in the parking lot that's right Mm -hmm. so but my husband was a diabetic he did not eat right. He did not. He did it from May on, but he didn't take care of himself. So that's where I have to say I think he had to get out of jail free card about three times previous, right. and he thought he always would. Right. But for whatever reason, he that was done. He, he now was responsible. The Bible says, "To him who knoweth to do good and doeth it and not. doeth it not, to him it, it mm. is sin." So if the doctor has told you. You're going to die if you eat sugar and you eat flour and you eat da-da-da-da. And you don't listen. Huh? Won't happen to me. Okay, well, now you've entered into sin, technically. I don't mm-hmm. think it's sin that's going to send you to hell. But I think it's sin that's bringing hell into your life. Shortening right? your life. Shorten and your shorten life. your life. Yeah. So, and God is not mocked whatsoever. Man soweth that shall he also reap. And unfortunately, my husband sowed bad health seeds. Yeah. He would not exercise. Yeah. And I've thought back on it so many times. I had had a boyfriend who would control everything I eat, and he would make cow noises, he would moo as I ate. That was the only other boyfriend I had. And then I meet Rob, and he is literally taking me to Olive Garden. Trying to feed you. (laughs) Driving through Krispy Kreme donuts. I remember the hot donuts burning my legs through my dress. And the funny part of the story is that dress was a size 5, and I never fit into it again. I started (laughs) gaining weight from the moment we met. So he was fun because he loved to eat. He loved to feed everybody. If you're with him in a restaurant, he's going to order the menu. If you mention you want olives, he's going to order you a bowl of olives. I watch him do it for my girlfriends. He's done. But that's why it was fun, and yeah. that's why the women loved him, yeah. because he loves to eat, and he loved you to eat, and let's all eat and eat. Well, eat.
0: We, 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 some of us <laughs> show love with food. food and
1: he did. You know, I thought about that. He did. He showed love with he food. Showed his mother food. did it. Yes. His mother so, did that. So that was fun but it was not responsible and i have to be honest yeah about and that. i i appreciate you being honest i have to be honest i have i this is my
0: this is my sin and i tell my husband i don't i don't have any like it's weird that i don't have high sugar and I I, I make all those cakes (laughs) and I don't have high blood pressure and I don't have high cholesterol and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. The only thing I have is a sleep disorder where Mm. I cannot sleep. I don't sleep well. And I've had a heart valve, which is a genetic thing Mm. from my dad. So other, until I was in my fifties, I took no medicine. That is great. And then I only started taking medicine after the heart thing. And yet I am overweight and I it's good more I mean the twenty twenty one I gained thirty Did you? pounds. Uh, comfort
1: eating probably everything you went through. I was walking through hell mm-hmm. you know with uh-huh. Kelly. So right. a
0: lot of bus time, a lot of bus food, a lot of late night meals. I mean exactly. just terrible. Rob, and had Rob had was the same raised child on bus. childhood. Yes. So it's very hard. You get into these horrible habits That's it. And you have the toughest time. But
1: then we want to blame God. For not giving us the get out of jail free card is right. how I feel with Rob. When I really get honest and I've had to get honest yes. to square all this away. Right. Of course And you do. but why we didn't get one more chance. I don't know. Uh, that one I can't. But why the doctors didn't find it. Why there's so many because it isn't like he was running from. Doctor, you know, there's just all of that. And I just have to take it on. Here's the thing. It's called um, bargaining, I think, in the step- stages of grief. And I can go all around that a thousand times, and I come back to the same place. I'm sitting here alone. And I don't have a husband, and I have a son to raise. Right. And I have a daughter who, frankly, isn't raised yet. She's 20, but she's in school, and she ain't there yet. So uh, it isn't like I don't have any responsibility with her, because I do. So I can think about it a thousand times over. and I, So I decided I'm just going to cast it on the Lord because he cares for me and leave it there. And if he wants to tell me something about it as time goes on or give me some sort of revelation knowledge, but some things you just have to commit to the Lord. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying I don't think about it. But every time I catch myself thinking about it, like the why, Mm -hmm. I go back to. And I will tell you the night of Rob's service, um, so we had buried him. We did it very quickly because uh, my son's birthday is on Monday, the 13th, and I was not going to bury my son on my husband's birthday. So we have this service super quick on Friday. All the funeral homes are full on Saturday. Friday night, his he, he has a daughter. She's in town from California, him and uh, our son-in-law. And if you'll remember those. Rob horrible- has a daughter. Rob has a daughter. From a previous so marriage California. Correct. So
0: she's got to get here.
1: Right. Well, she was here. I'm saying okay. the night we be- we had buried him that uh-huh. day. Okay. There's those horrible storms. And we all end up in a storm shelter, basically, oh, yeah. in the closet. Tornadoes. At 3 o'clock in the morning. Horrible. Yeah. I mean, I thought our fence was being lifted. And I start praying, of course. And it just like, I'm like, I can't explain it. But it showed me when the pressure's on, my faith is what yeah. I have and that's what you go that's to that's who you are that's who you are and what else am I going to do and Shanda nobody what? listen here's that's here's all the you deal. got that's all you and nobody gets to take a
0: buddy on their faith walk that's true it, that's we're not true. grandchildren yeah. right and we're not married it's when it comes to own. salvation yep. we ha- we're we either we you know I, I, I wrote this in my book uh, years ago talking about the open heart surgery thing and how when you know yeah. they're fixing to say count backwards exactly and five out of a hundred people that have this wow. one out of 20 don't wake up wow that's the bad news yeah. but you're not, you're going to be one of the 19 yeah. you know just the right, whole right like and you go oh and literally God I said to Steve I said hey you you, you don't have to stay in here this one's me and God yeah that's this it. is me and God, and you can't do a thing for me. That's it. Go on out there and calm your nerves, and I'll see you when that's this it. is over, okay. or I won't. I'll see you on the other but side. But either way, I'm this is my thing. That's it. It's like having that baby. That's it. Yeah, nobody can have nobody that baby for you. But you.
1: That's nobody so true. can do
0: that for you. That's so true. And that,
1: and that being filled up with the Spirit of the Lord. Right. And that night, because we're in the closet and all the kids and me are saying, are you kidding me? We buried our son, I, I mean, our our dad and my husband, you know. We buried dad today, and now we're in a, the house might get blown down. because that's that what It was, sounded like same day, same day. Was that the
0: day of the big tornadoes in Kentucky? Yes, yeah. yes. That was, was the same. The same that, storm, that, storm. The
1: same storm. That's Hit the storm Jason's in the middle house. of the night. Yes. So it was like number one, worst day ever, but it pushed us right back to our faith if we were waning at all. Yeah. It's like, oh no, oh Jesus, 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 Jesus. Yeah. So that was a big wake-up call like, uh, no, you, and now expect, uh, girl, it's just you and God. You have no husband. You have no one, uh, look, you know, making sure everything's locked down. It, it was me. I had to anything to be done to protect us from the storm it was me because now there is no covering in this home other than me so that was a big thing that night so nine weeks later nine weeks later my so let me just say and preface that your parents are gone my parents are gone uh any family i do have live in other states and um, the only close family I have was Laverne Edith and my brother-in-law Terry. And we had not been, anytime we were together, we worked together, we tried on Christmas, but it's very evident we're all trying to dog paddle through our own horrendous grief. And I'm just going to say it was almost like it made it worse to come together because it's obvious Rob's not there. So mm-hmm. it's almost better just for them to think he's over here at the house and for me to just be like, oh, you know. But when we're all together, Terrible. it's horrible. And so, I get that. I get that. I I so get that. So it ain't like we're all hanging out and singing Kumbaya. You know what I mean? We're all just trying to get our... To navigate yes. and, and breathe. Uh, so nine weeks later, almost to the day, um, my mother-in-law, that from when we had buried Rob, my mother-in-law, Edith Tripp, laid down and died. She went home to be with Jesus. That's what. Well, with Jesus and her son. <laughs> right. That's what happened. And I just. She had texted me because we had storms that day as well. We had been texting. But we were supposed to go out and eat that day, and we moved it because of the storms to the next day, Friday. Um, that and about seven fifteen, the wind was still blowing. That kind of thing. Are y'all okay? I uh, said, so Vince is blowing hard. You know, I hope everything's good. We go back and forth. All right. Uh, See so you tomorrow. In fact, the last post was something like, the last thing she said to me was something like. I'm glad we know God or the hand of God or something like that, like the Lord's protecting us. And, okay, let, you know, love you, see you tomorrow. And that was about 730. And I, because I was meeting him the next day, I, I was still in my heart was like, I know she's just so grief stricken. And the worst thing, it was heavy on me because my grief has been so horrible, but to think hers was worse, bearing her son. And I'm sitting in my chair, and we had just said we're meeting tomorrow, and I'm thinking, I wonder in my heart, just thinking, I don't know why, but I'm like, I don't think she'll be here by Christmas. I think I think this year's going to be it. And that was it. And wake up to my brother-in-law call me, calling me uh, early the next morning to say that she was gone. She died at 1105 last Thursday night. Uh, that would be February the 17th. So. so she was completely cognizant. She was completely. And briefly, I will tell you, 18 years ago, she was diagnosed with a disease called sarcoidosis of the lungs, and she was given one year to live, and there's a, uh, the comedian named Bernie Mack, who died at 54 of sarcoidosis of the lungs, and about the same time, uh, you know, she had been diagnosed a few years, and when he dropped dead, it was like, uh, <laughs> my mother-in-law was the toughest woman, and she, you know, she'd been an orphanage, she was born dead, that's a whole nother, the toughest woman, and what I knew was she had fought to live, she right. walked in healing, and if you listen, if you hear interviews of her, you'll hear her wheezing when she breathes, uh, especially the last few years. But she would just fight to live. She would have to stay in bed a lot of times for a few days and rest up, but she babied herself. She was under doctor's care. She would take different treatments. She wouldn't take everything that we wanted her to do. But anyway, she'd lived all this time, and my concern was she has now lost her fight because mm. she was only alive because she was such a fighter. So she lost her fight with her son. And that's just it. I'm telling you that she everyone wants to know why she died. Uh, the Bible says, uh, what is it? A wounded spirit who can bear. Who can bear. And she had already traveled the world. She's already been healed and restored and won million, oh, millions of souls to the Lord. She'd had an alcoholic, drug addict husband for 20 years. She raised her sons. Both of her sons go through a divorce uh, two weeks apart. Um, went through all that hell. Um Suffered a lot and came back every time. But this time, I'm not saying she went out defeated. I'm saying there was no reason mm-hmm. to fight well, so her, hard. Her,
0: I, I described it when I was telling my kids. I said, I think she just died of a broken heart. That's it. That's Just it. the the loss
1: but the when you grief. understand she had that disease that she had mm-hmm. literally fought to so live, she, she had so to, it wasn't just, oh, I'm sad, it's she had to fight right. to live, So that fight was gone. So just I'll just lay down and let this thing just happen. just go ahead and take over, I guess, you know,
0: um and there's a point in time, Shanda, when and you and you're too young to get this, you really are. You, you, you won't get this. You <laughs> might get it in 20 years. Um, my sister passed away in November, you know, right, who was kind of right. a, right before a much older mm-hmm. um, yeah. sibling. My last sibling. Yeah. And she had just about been a surrogate mother, you know, because she yes. was 14 years older than me. And um, my parents, my dad died when I was very young. My mom's been dead since 2013. Both my sibling, my, my brother died in his 50s, my other that's sibling right, died right. mm-hmm. several years ago. So, Anita was my last sibling. And I don't know many people my age that had four siblings. There are four children in the family that, that they're all, all dead. All gone. All gone. Yeah. I don't know many people. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's a little bit unusual. Yeah. I'm not 96. Right, right. Um, and when my sister died, you just start going, Wow. All these mm-hmm. old timers yeah. that start saying, "Man, there's just a little more over there than there, there is, is over there. here,"
1: and, that and I have a
0: yeah. lot of kids, right? A mm-hmm. lot of grandkids, yep. And they make me want to live, right? Have a good husband, right? Mm-hmm. So that that scale is still exactly. real tipped, right? Because of that. Right. But if I did
1: not have them, exactly, if I were, if fifty percent of them. We're in heaven. Of right, your children. You just
0: kind of go. <laughs> and okay. her
1: oldest grandchildren are seventeen, uh, so uh, she has another. Terry has his baby is actually about to turn seventeen in April, but so they're almost grown. Right. Uh, her grandchildren, the rest of them, and that's the babies. The rest of them are complete have families of their own. So, and I'm calculating all this. I'm thinking about how she's. You know, really, what does she have left that she she's accomplished everything that she wanted to do? I believe, right? So nothing was left undone. Well,
0: and you know, we we either and as we age, and Edith is was older than me.
1: About Mm -hmm. she was seventy seven. Yeah, she turned seventy seven on Saturday, the twelfth, Right. and then died on Thursday. Isn't that unreal? Unbelievable, (laughs) Unbelievable. unreal.
0: But when you start to say, you know, what I had the whole pie. And I ate
1: it all and it was good. I know. It, and was, I good. it God and, was and I liked it. And so I've been, good. I've done it. This was a girl who was in an orphanage yeah. and went around the world preaching the gospel. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? And those amazing. songs will live on forever. Forever. And what she did and
0: said and her smile and her stories and She was truly as loving as she came across. She right. really was. She
1: was just I was gonna say and if you knew her at all, if she knew you at all, she'd probably cook for you. I remember didn't she put it on her door? <laughs> I said she put food on your doorstep when you were sick, right? I had COVID,
0: and of course, Mm -hmm. you know nobody wanted to come over when you have COVID, right? I was really sick. And Edith Mm -hmm. texts
1: me, and she and let me tell you
0: something else about that that particular exchange. She said, "I'm going to make you some potato soup and cornbread and drop it on your doorstep." She was thinking it's in the neighborhood or whatever, live close by, Yeah. yeah. And I said, well, that's so sweet. And I thought, golly, that sounded good and nothing had felt good. We hadn't, you know, Mm, we we were, I was really sick with COVID. And I kept saying, I've still got your dishes. Oh, honey, I don't want those dishes. (laughs) And I have those dishes stacked underneath in a cabinet. And I told Steve, that'll be my forever memorial for Edith. I'll get those dishes out and always think of her. But at that same time, I, I have to tell this, I just have to. She said, I've got a check for Kelly. Yes. Yes. Really I'm going to drop it with yeah. the food, mm-hmm. and I want you to give yeah. it to Kelly. Yeah. And I don't know why she felt led to do that. hmm I don't think anybody knew anything about Kelly at that point. I don't think there was any real—I believe the Lord just spoke to her mm-hmm. heart. hmm I don't think anybody Truly was saying one of Kelly's the most not giving people.
1: Uh, right. Edith was one of the most giving people I've ever known. And, frankly, Rob was a lot like her. Yeah. Rob was very giving like that as yes. well. But she was a giver to the max. She was. And clearly financially blessed. Oh, definitely, yeah. Clearly. Relieving, giving, and receiving. Yeah, I learned it from them. I've watched it. Well, my parents did as well. But, I mean, I've watched it over the years, like. You can't outgive God. You cannot. You cannot. It's impossible. And another one is, you know, can God give it to you, or can He give it through you? And He clearly gave through her. He did. He her did. Her whole life. Yeah. And I believe that.
0: Um, I mean, they they were different, and I, I don't know if I how much of this <laughs> I should say, <laughs> but there are lots of people in this town mm-hmm. that are kind of flash in the pan people. Mm -hmm. You hear their name and you think, Oh, they're a big deal
1: and the truth is they don't pay
0: anybody. Oh yeah. They don't pay anybody, they they don't necessarily ever gain assets. Mm -hmm. And I and I'm not I'm not really walking in criticism, just facts.
1: There's a lot of people who look good, but they're not good. Right. They do. They work very hard in pouring everything they have into a bus and a flashy jacket to you know make themselves look like they might be, you know something. Fluid. But right. that is not the trip But That's family. not
0: the way no. that, that mm-hmm. you all have lived your lives no. in. They clearly that is not the truth. With everything in me, from day one when I met them and you all, I'm like, okay, they're the as we would say these are these people are legit. If they want to go buy this piece of property, mm-hmm. they can go buy this piece of property. Yeah. They can do that because they have well, they Laverne, have been good just, stewards of their money. Well, just and,
1: briefly, Laverne was with very famous, I guess I wasn't born yet, but uh, <laughs> and with the Blue Ridge Quartet. He rededicated his life. I believe it was early 70s. I was little. I was born. Uh, but I'm just saying I don't remember how famous he actually was. But he had already had some sort of fame with all that. And had written songs. the Oak Ridge Boys had hits and all this stuff. And then the Lord spoke to him and said, don't sell a ticket. Yeah. The gospel's free. Not condemning anybody. I'm just telling you what the Lord told him. And so from that day on, he said, they began to prosper. Because he start, He was giving, 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 giving. So they truly believed the message of you can't outgive God, so oh, and it started way not. back and, there, and yeah. that
0: is true. That, that is, is a fact. Yeah, and He did have a formula for that, and He never, He never wavered. Uh-uh. He, and never he wouldn't wavered. waver. I could tell you a story about that, but I don't know that this well, is the time.
1: um, so as I sit here, uh, in ten weeks, I've lost the two. I was thinking about the two closest people related to me, and the two dearest to my and related to my children, other than me. Edith right. would be next in line, so we have lost the two closest. So, here I am, and it's just a week out. So I think I might be a little bit in shock. I don't really, ha- I can't and tell you my formula for that yet because I'm walking it out right now.
0: And I ask you to do this, and you so graciously agreed, which I don't know many people that would have done that. Um, but I want you to know that as these listeners listen, I want you. All, I'm choked up a little bit. I want the listener, because these are going to be tons of Christian people, and and even if you're not a Christian, yeah, you can pray. I hope
1: you can be. Pray yeah. for my friend Shanda, oh, thank you. and yes. pray
0: for her children, and pray that the Lord just simply makes getting up every day doable. Yeah. Put your feet on the ground.
1: People have told me, you know, oh, uh, things are going to be good, and things are going to. I appreciate it, but I can't, you can give me, you know, a jet, a piece of property, a million dollars. I, I can't square what You've would lost. make me happy. Right. Yeah, you tell me. Without Rob, now without her, it's like, oh, <laughs> you know, if there's no one to come home to, what's the matter? Where you been, right? But I, I just want to say this very briefly. I, I do ask for your prayers, especially for my children. But I will now admit, I'm pulling a Kathy by telling everything. So right. I was jaded at myself, I think, against people. And I have got a new appreciation for people. For It's the body of Christ, I tell you. So good to us. From a meal, uh, paying for my car wash, somebody giving my kids 20 bucks in Walgreens or whatever. Every kind, I'm talking about Presbyterians, Methodists, Church of Christ. Across the board, right? Just because they're Christians, good. they have been so good to us. Yes, and I know I'm reaping. And I'll just throw that out there. I'm reaping seeds that my husband sowed. My in-laws have sowed. My parents have sown. They're missionaries my whole life. So when we sow, maybe we even think we don't see the harvest. You're, you might be leaving it for somebody right. behind you. And I'm so thankful.
0: Jason said last night. He said we all. And this is this is a new take, and I, I'll share it because I think it's worth it, and you'll probably enjoy it and use it. He's talking about how much he loved oranges and those little cuties, yeah, that he everybody
1: Sounds good right likes now. to
0: grab and put on their <laughs> counter in a bowl and yeah. have them for the kids or whatever. He said they're so good, but you go get one of the seeds, and you bite down on that, and it's as bitter. That's true. And he said, if people would quit eating their seed, mm-hmm. it's no you eating your own seed uh-huh. is bitter. Yeah. Start sowing yeah, your seed. Throw mm. in. Yeah. Walk up to somebody in Walgreens. Yep. Yeah. And hand them a hundred dollars. Yeah. So let me buy your medicine. Right. So true. Yeah, I know your insurance and is I just not very say, good.
1: You, Kathy, are one of those kind of givers. I've seen you. You do all kinds of stuff for people that people have no idea about. And, um, you know, I've seen God bless you as well. So it's the truth. it is it, it, it is the truth, and so I'm just thankful to be a harvester. I'm normally I'm just being on normally I'm a sower. you really but are. but in this season you really are. I have been forced to, to be, be a receiver. a receiver. So and I'm so, so thankful. And and my husband could have been a coach. He could have been president of an uh, the country club. he could have been in AA. I've thought about this. No other entity. But the body of Christ, right, will send you money. Somebody's a stranger, Send you money. Do things for you that you you don't even know them, and they'll be like, the "Lord, lay this on my heart." Amazing. I'm just wanting to say thank you, thank you, and praying for us. Oh yes. my goodness, it's the prayers of the saints. I know that is encapsulated us. help me get has out of to bed. Be.
0: It has to be. I'm get looking dressed, at you. put my makeup
1: on, get out You've of the got, house. You yeah. look good, girl. You <laughs> well, can do I've, a photo shoot today. You look great. I decided my children cannot lose both parents. They have suffered the greatest loss of losing one. Them, Such a wonderful parent. I mean, they had, Rob was a wonderful father. And you can think, well, why is the alcoholic who, you know, kicks his kids in the teeth, why is he alive? And my father is dead. These are right. things my, my kids have dealt with. And I can't answer that question. But. I have to live. Uh, my par- my children deserve to have the one parent they have left be up and dressed and present. And present. And present. And present. And not sitting in the corner being a victim because of what I've lost. And I, I catch myself wanting to be a victim. And I catch myself wanting to go there and what I deserve or whatever. But I can't do it. I can't do it. Because um, then I'll just live there in victimhood. And then, then I will. I'll, that's the devil's playground. to yeah, be uh, careful.
0: To summarize and just wrap up, so I'm sitting here today on a cold Tennessee morning yes. with a gal who lost her husband 10 weeks ago, mm-hmm. and my her mother slash mother-in-law, sl- mush, uh, her yes. you may as well say. Because my mom died a week ago. the first
1: few uh, years we were married, and I and my mom was wonderful, but I was like, wow, what a gift. Thank you, God, that you left me with Edith. What a gift. Yes. So she's truly been my mother all these years. Right. Yeah, they're both gone.
0: And here we are. Here we and are. And you are.
1: I have no idea what the future looks like. All I can do is hold on You don't know what I the can.
0: future looks like financially?
1: <laughs> no. You don't know we what... We were... The- I, he, we did have life insurance, but it, we bought it a long time ago, and it was not like, you know, what you would probably, people think I would have. So, I'm not starving, but, I, you know, I got grocery money today, but I have to keep money coming in. <laughs> Shoot.
0: So, So, the summary of this yes. entire thing... I think is about three different things. Okay. The body of Christ, the body of Christ, has been real yes. and breathing and moving. It is, it's not, a well. it it's is not, not a s- cliche. It's not a bumper sticker. No. It has been real, breathing, and moving yes, in, my in life. your lives, yes. all of you, yes. for this moment in yes. this season, which mm-hmm. I have seen over yes. and over with my family, yes. and how much it means. I, and I, and I am I would never not thank people. You, I, you know, I go through these moments and seasons where I'm constantly saying, and just thank you mm. for hanging in with hanging us with and being us. In on, on yes. this ride yeah. and being everything, right. being every, right. that's everything. Right. And the, the fact that you're, I mean, I, I hate to just throw in the word stronger because it seems like my little catchphrase, <laughs> but you're not a victim, you know, I'm trying not to be, you in, I'm should, trying to
1: catch myself. You
0: should be in the victim column I right now. Be. You yeah. absolutely have the past, mm. And I would say to you, Shanda, you know, I think it's okay to be mad. Your therapist probably told you the same thing. Right. I think it's okay to be mad. I I think it's okay to, I mean, Kelly broke a lamp last year, and she called me and said, I've just ripped curtains off. Different (laughs) scenario. Very different different. scenario. But still, still okay, what happened here? Lost. Lost. Threw a lamp, pulled curtains off the wall, busted something in the wall. And I and sh- she called me to confess. Like, I guess she needed to tell somebody that she'd done, and she was yeah. bawling, Bless just in the floor. Yeah. And I said,
1: "It's I'm fine." Glad she got it. Out. It's fine, yeah. Kelly. Yeah.
0: Was it an expensive lamp? Was <laughs> 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 yeah, it was it matter. one of those ones yeah. I gave you last year? Please tell me <laughs> no.
1: Yeah, uh, I was a target we,
0: one. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I don't think it was expensive, but I think you have to just be human. But when it's all done, right, and you've either thrown the lamp or you've gotten in the closet and screamed emotions are at God, a real thing.
1: yeah, your emotions are a real thing. Real thing.
0: Right. We're mm. not. We're not superhuman. No, 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 no. And God knows yeah. that. Well, right. when you've gotten in the closet and yeah. screamed at God, or you've eaten right. the box of donuts, right. or you've thrown the lamp, but then,
1: where's your faith lie? Right. But
0: then, mm-hmm. you've got no choice but
1: get yeah, up. No choice. Get up. <laughs> no choice. Throw your fit. Right.
0: I don't get it, God. I'm mad.
1: Right.
0: I don't get it. Right. I don't get it. Mm -hmm. But then,
1: when the wind blows in
0: and you're Mm -hmm. in that closet and you think the tornado's
1: coming, (laughs) you are praying. That's that's who you are. That's who you are. Because who who you you really are comes out in the storm. That is the truth. Absolutely. Who you really are. So I just want to say a couple of things. That faith that I was standing on for my husband, I thought I was standing on it for him. But now I realize it was for me and the kids because the Bible says, lay a hold, which Mm. is like a football player slapping that, that uh, ball. Don't let it go. It says, don't lose the confession of your faith all through the word. It talks about that. And so I was so determined. I was hanging on for Rob and then I thought my faith had failed and I'm struggling, but I realized that faith, wow, it's still there, but it's for me. I thought I was hanging on to it for him. But I was hanging on to it for me and well, for and, the children, right? And, and
0: and no matter what, no matter what, the faith is the most important thing. Yeah. It's a point when man wants to wants die. Wants to die. And and we're we are this. You and I will suffer m- probably more death before if we you go. live long enough. We, yeah. you know, yeah. I will have to, or, or you know, God forbid, either one of us. But we're gonna have to, f- and still. And still, we will have to make a decision what we believe
1: exactly ha- like no God matter how right.
0: impacted we are exactly. And I say that and then I almost it, almost grimace in saying mm-hmm. it because the reality of that is not very pleasant. But if we are to be in this human circle You're going to, of, yes. of human of humanity right. and unfortunately we're humans and that's we're going to have to walk the human that's circle it. of humanity. so we're gonna we're going be born and we're gonna that's it. We're going to have some time on earth, and then we're going to go.
1: And then I just have one more thing to say. I, f- I feel like I don't know how long we've gone, but I don't want uh, your listeners to get worn out listening. But uh, the um, last week, sadly, before Edith's funeral, we went to a dear friend, Josh Christmas's funeral, right. Pastor Kent and Candy Christmas, their son, 43 years old. It was a very similar circumstance to Rob's, and so it, there was a real—well, I've known him forever anyways— but. At the funeral, there was probably at least 100 people kept saying to me, your daughter being one of them, Crystal, oh, you're so strong. And I'm like, oh, no, really, I'm not. No, really, you are. We're watching you. (laughs) You're so strong. And I just chuckle and say thank you. And I'm thinking to myself, so many people said the exact same thing. When I got home that night, I'm like, that is so weird. Everybody's saying I'm strong, and I am not strong. I feel so weak. I feel so. And so I go to sleep. As I'm waking up, I hear these scriptures in my spirit, so I know it was the Holy Spirit bringing it to me two scriptures one is it is no longer i that liveth Mm -hmm. but it is christ Mm -hmm. who lives in me hallelujah and then right back to back uh, the scripture uh in your weakness my strength is perfected and as i woke up i'm like oh they're seeing god's strength when they look at me they're saying god's strength and that's why they keep telling me i'm strong but really it is the perfected strength of God being revealed in me because my flesh has been crucified, believe me. <laughs> I want to crawl in the casket with Rob. I mean, what life do I have? I, I, how do you go on all of those things? But it isn't I that liveth, it's Christ. And he has clearly something left for me to do. Number one, raise my son and my daughter. So I have to keep living as long as he has a work for me to do. That's the choice I have to live. And here's the good news. He's faithful and it yes. is sufficient. You know, the day Rob dies, I can't wrap my mind around, how am I going to bear I-, I don't know. how I can't do it. How do you do that? I can't do it. But you cannot calculate in your mind the grace of God because it's only good for that day. So his grace shows up that day for Every that. Every morning. So there'll be things like my daughter's wedding. Like Lawson's, my son's high school graduation, and I'll catch myself getting upset about it. Right. And I pull myself back and say, no, I'll have grace for that day then. I don't have it today. you have
0: a fresh dose that day. I'll have
1: a fresh dose that day, so I'm going to leave it. I'm not going to allow the enemy to let me lay here in a dark room and grieve over five years from now or ten years from now. I'm gonna just leave that for tomorrow,
0: and the, and life as you know it will never be the same. It will never be. I'm the not same. one of those people that says, "Oh, no. it's it will it's going to be, be all same. good." No, it's never going to be the same. Uh-uh. But you will have purpose, and clearly, even on this mm. day, mm. ten weeks right. post
1: right the loss of your husband, And one week. Uh, well, buried. We buried today is Friday, t- and we buried her on
0: Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So we even her on Tuesday. Yeah. in that, mm-hmm. you're sitting here, and you're, yeah. this is going to be heard by thousands of people, yeah. uh-huh. and they're going to listen to you and go, "Wow!" Now that doesn't feel to you like I can see. You don't see yourself like I see you, but the purpose is is even there in this moment because you. I'll take your word for it. You can, <laughs> you're you're gonna be that. You're gonna be that girl. There's gonna be a there's gonna be somebody in Oklahoma sure. that hears this. And they've had three funerals mm-hmm. in three months, yeah. too. Uh-huh. Or or two right. in two months. Yeah. Or exactly. we've had around here, it seems like to me, at one Doesn't every it, week.
1: In our I feel like we've lost in our old yes, community, we've lost been, somebody every uh, week and they're mostly little
0: young. Little. Mostly young. And mostly it's been young, crushing for our yes, group yes, of people. But because you especially are able to, to factor in two deaths in 10 weeks, mm. two funerals in 10 weeks, right. the loss of the two people in my life that are my, mm. that are the closest to me. And
1: truly wonderful and precious. Yeah, I mean, the best people, people the ever. Yeah. Now, I
0: want to say, God, I said this at Edith's funeral. I said this to somebody because I'm a smart mouth. <laughs> I said, and I forgot who I said it to, but I said, I wish God would get up with me. And let me give him my list of rotten people. Oh, and we'll start on that one yes, and let the good I know. and leave the good, the good people because I need yeah. the good ones. That's we what, what Pastor Kent
1: said the other day. He said, I'm ready for some evil people to start dying. He said, I'm tired of losing the good ones. I'm like, Isn't that the truth? Um, oh, yeah. So I, I don't get it. Because in my mind, the earth would be much better with those two people in it. They're not absolutely. doing much good in heaven, in my opinion. They would be winning souls, ministering right. to people, encouraging somebody, it'd be cooking someone a meal. So I don't understand that. But that's one of those things again, uh, Second Corinthians, you know, pulling down the stronghold, every high thing exalts itself against the knowledge of God. I have to take my mind and say, Okay, I can't answer that question. So I'm just gonna leave that question mark right there and I'm not gonna let it drive me insane. Right. And I'm gonna lay down and go to sleep and then in the morning I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna take a shower and I'm gonna live again. You're going to walk again today, gonna you're going to walk again one.
0: tomorrow, mm-hmm. and you're not going to necessarily say, hey, this is good. But <laughs> right.
1: But you keep walking. I keep walking. And, and I'm still standing on the that word that uh, Pastor Aaron Crabb gave me that night. So, <clears throat> and that's all I can say.
0: <laughs> and there is purpose, Shanda, and there's purpose, you know, the purpose that will you will see. And I will tell you, there come a day. That you will have a grandchild,
1: which will be sad though, because Rob wanted grandchildren so badly, I know. you know. And I go around but all the time. But there'll be a too, piece of your be heart. Some kind of joy, yeah. There'll know. be a piece I of your heart. What you're trying to
0: say. I have a cousin that lost her husband to in a car accident. Um, she had to have been only like forty two, maybe, mm. and tragic, a tragic yeah. loss. He was a phenomenal guy, great guy, and. She didn't really get better until she had a grandchild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And nothing changes yeah. the loss and nothing right. the grief never really You it, just have to you learn to you learn, to, you learn to walk beside the grief. Mm-hmm. I don't think it goes away. away. I, I, I don't it's think it's called
1: so. in the steps it's called acceptance where you just learn to like this is just how it is. And yeah, it's part of your life. Right.
0: This is just it. You learn to right. compartmentalize it and not yeah. let it completely mm-hmm.
1: destroy Right. The good things. I that always think could about be. what would I want Rob to do if I were the one who died. Well, right. I'd want him to live. I'd want him to, you know, go out and do. It. He would be in the recording studio twenty four hours a day. Is probably what he would have done. Work, but workaholic. Song. Yeah. Mm-hmm, but and he was very creative. But I'm just saying, I would want him to live. I'd want my kids to still be happy. I would want, you know. So I try to think. Okay, if it were the other way around, um, that's what I would do. So I have to know what he would want me to do. So I just have to. Well, I think he,
0: you've done phenomenal. He did
1: not want to die, as far as like. Uh, I think after he was sick for 30 days, he chose to go be with the Lord. He did not want to be sick, right. but he very much was not planning on dying. He, he you know, so well. just want to throw that out there.
0: When a person is sick, you know, we think we're tough, but right. you you let you your body, mm-hmm. you let your body be truly mm-hmm. that kind of sick. So once you
1: understand, it started in February, and he died November, uh, he died December the 8th, so it took that long, 10 months technically to wear him down to the point where he finally is like, okay, I'm gonna just go on and be with the Lord. That's truly what I believe. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, I think you have a story here that is um, kind of rock star as far as strength. And Does I it do feel believe, like it, but thank you. I do believe <laughs> that what you said is probably the absolute truth. It is the Lord's Literally, strength. you have drained you out, right. and the Lord has filled you up. Right. And you're full That's of. Right. You're full of knowing that you still believe what you always believed. Believe and you're not, you I haven't become it. angry and jaded and you're not trying to erase I out part not. of the Bible. You're still no, willing still to walk it. in and say, mm-hmm. you know what, you've got cancer. Right. I want to pray for you. That's
1: right. I, now, I'm not, you know, like uh, looking for sick people to pray for type thing yet. I'll get there. I'm you sure. Get those, but I do have a desire to give the enemy a black eye, so to speak. That's what you say in Pentecostal terms. Uh, to punch him back right. for the punch I've endured—that's how I, I, I feel. I will tell
0: you, and I don't—I don't, I don't <laughs> say this lightly—that that's going to happen.
1: Well, that's going to almost happen. like you picked on the wrong person. Right? You—you you, you were well. Here's what I've learned too. This is another podcast. The devil—it's always—it's not the first punch; it's the second. It's not the—it's the—you know—the car wreck, but then the parents get a divorce uh loss of job then she goes in a mental institution i've seen it so many times in church work i've observed it this bad thing happens but it's the collateral damage that is really right. bad right right so i have been determined i'm watching out for that second punch cuz really that's what he was going after which was to take me and my kids out as right. well i'm trying to get two for one but he's not going to do no, it no he's so not going to do it i i've endured the first punch and technically a second with edith but he, i'm not going to lay down and die you're
0: not and, and you I will have purpose. I, I don't think ever you ever, like I said, you don't recover in, in the way you don't, life will never be the same. Mm-mm. But life like can, can be mean? good and you can be. So pur- people say, we'll pur- see. Well, it can be purposeful
1: <laughs> and you will be used in the kingdom. Period. Well, people are hurting, and I know that, and they're looking for a place to find you, hope, which is why they you seek you You can identify yeah. with these oh, people. Oh, yeah, I know. I, but I'm just going to tell you, that's not a badge I was looking to wear. You know what no. I'm saying? But, no, <laughs> But I have okay. to, uh, now i got to play the cards I've been dealt. That's right. Feel. Okay. So, and again, the enemy will not get a two-for-one out of me. Right, He's amen. He's not going to.
0: Thank you for being Thank my guest today. I do love you so much. And um, I want you all to like, share, share, and give us a five-star rating on this yes. podcast if you don't give us a five-star rating don't rate us at all just go on and yeah. rate somebody else <laughs> and,
1: and I've had so many people ask why did Edith die so we just talked about it so you can tag them and share yes. it with that that's this a million is, dollar question people are inboxing me and all that so we yeah. we gave that we
0: we, so we talked about it all mm-hmm.
1: so uh, share this with someone who was asking about
0: it yes and and thank you for joining us and we will be back next week with another truth talk and in the meantime please go and be ju- and just completely blessed in Jesus name amen
1: bye